following is a message from Living Waters Church in Elk River, Minnesota. For more information, visit livingwatersmn.org. I'm going to ask, and for those of you who may be visiting, what we do is we invite the kids to come and sit up here, and we preach a message that kids can understand and even invoke their help in preaching the message, but it also causes uh, us as adults maybe to hear the gospel or to hear the realities of the Word of God in a brand new way because we not only hear it, but we see it. And I love doing this because I love doing this. So I'm going to ask the kids to come up and just sit on the floor in the front here. Parents, if you want to bring your small one up and sit with them, you can. Teens, if you want to come up. Timmy, if you want to come up with him, feel free to come on up. Just come on up and sit down. And we realize we have some of our families are on vacation, which we always encourage. I've said for a long time I'd rather have people uh, on vacation thinking about God rather than being in church thinking about vacation. So it's good to have you all here. I want to read a portion of scripture. By the way, we've been, kids, we've been talking in this service about the resurrection and the power of the resurrection and how do we live after, who knows what the resurrection was? Yes. Say that again. 2013? When it was? No, it wasn't 2013. No, who knows what the resurrection was, not when. That's when Jesus was raised from the dead. I think some of you know that. You're just shy. Our more vocal kids are gone this morning. The resurrection is... When Jesus was raised from the dead, and that allows us to live in newness of life. Pastor Dave preached about that. Pastor Renee teached about, taught about that. We get to live in a newness of life. So we want to look at what does that look like. So under the umbrella of living from the resurrection, I want to read to you from Isaiah chapter 61. This is the prophet Isaiah speaking, and he's talking about the day when a man named Jesus would come and walk the earth. And when Jesus did walk the earth, he read this scripture and said, I'm him. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that we might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Here's the deal, kids. All throughout the Bible, it uses, an, um, it uses examples of natural things to teach us spiritual things. Or to say it another way, it uses 
examples of things that we can see to teach us about things that we can't see. So one of the last verses I read said that we that love Jesus are trees. Do you think that's true? Are you a tree? No. No. So then what does that mean? You can bear fruit. Dude, I like you. He said it means you can bear fruit. Yes, that is very true. And the reality is that, uh, so there's all kinds of analogies. I want to talk this morning about the divine exchange. And here's what, here's kids, here's what the divine exchange is. It is an exchange where God says, I have this, and I'll give it to you if you'll exchange it for this that you have. Yes. And also he said, if you, like, uh, if you are good, you might not bear fruits. Right. Yeah, he talks about times when we don't bear fruit. Talking about trees, he said, either make the tree good or the tree bad. But a bad tree cannot bear good fruit, and a good tree cannot bear bad fruit. Right? That's what you were thinking of, right? Dude. Okay, so, so he uses three analogies that are visible things to explain an invisible reality. He said, I'll give you beauty for ashes. That's a divine exchange. I'll give you the oil of joy for mourning. That's a divine exchange. I'll give you the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That's a divine exchange. Can you, kids or adults, can we think of any other divine exchanges that are in the word? What was that? Go ahead, speak it up. Say it again. Death for life. Divine exchange. God has life. We're destined to death. He says, I'll give you my life. Yes. The devil? Well, how about if we say evil versus good? Okay? That's, that's what you had in mind, right? Yeah. Boom. Put it there. Any other? Yes. Divine exchanges. And I know I've had time to think about this, so I'm not putting anyone on the spot, but... There we go. Healing for sickness. Divine exchange. Beauty for ashes. That's one of them we're going to talk about this morning. Other divine exchanges. How about light for darkness? How about he became poor that we might become rich? How about we change our sin for his righteousness? Yes. Evil and good. Yes. Love and hate. Anyone else? Joy for sorrow. Very good. Faith for fear. Any other divine exchanges? Something that God has that he'll give us if we'll give up what we have. Righteousness for sin. Huge. Despair for hope. Peace for worry. He's called the prince of peace. Grace for judgment. Look at, say that again. Bingo. His word for our word. Which word do you think is better? (laughs) In all these cases, we know that what God has to offer us is better than what we have. 
True? Okay. So, I want to look at the three divine exchanges that we read. Beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So, I need... I got to think about this. I need a girl to come up. Yeah, come on up. Come on up here with me. And I have here for, for you... A bag of ashes. Now, remember kids, we said that God uses natural things to teach us spiritual truths. The Apostle Paul said it this way, we must compare spiritual things with spiritual things. Come up here. So, you shouldn't, I know this is really hard for you, but you shouldn't look happy. No, no. You've got ashes. You had something beautiful and it... Okay, kids, what do you think... Remember, what do you think that means if we end up with ashes in our life? You. Well, it wouldn't necessarily mean we're sinners. Yes. No, it isn't about our behavior. It's about what happened in our life. Yes. Yep, well, that's true. In life, things don't always go so good. How many of you have found that out? How many, of you, how many of you kids have ever had a hard day? I do want you to know, as you get adults, it doesn't change. <laughs> In fact, it gets harder. But that's why you get to be kids. But So th- she, has, she has ashes, and that's what she has to offer. That's all she has. And it could have been anything that, that crumbled or burned up in her life. It could be a relationship. It could be, you know, anything. It usually would have to do with loss. The, that was once something, and now it's not. Do you know that in the Old Testament, when they were really sorrowful and really repentant or whatever, they would take ashes and put them all over themselves, pour ashes on their heads, rub ashes on their face, just to let everyone know, I'm not doing good today, or I'm so sorry, or I'm so sorrowful. Okay? Can you give us a sad face? Can, yeah, come on. Come on. I love that you can't play that role. You're a sweetheart. So the promise of God is, if you've got ashes, here, these are for you. Oh, wait. Heavy, isn't it? Now here's the mistake that we sometimes make, and we all do this, you have a choice to make right now. You can lay hold of the beauty and let go of the ashes, or you can walk around carrying them both, and you will be what the Bible calls a double-minded person. Are you in there? (laughs) What do you think you should do with the ashes? Yes! 
Now, here's the deal. When the Lord gives us beauty, we do have to care for it. It isn't like it's maintenance-free. Now, you're going to need to take care of them. You're going to need to water that. You're going to need to make sure before you get out of the building it doesn't get spilt. Because if it does, it's not on me. It's yours now. Okay? Smell those. Oh. Beauty for ashes. Divine exchange. Thank you. You can take those back to your floor. But reminder, it's up to you to maintain it. Good. 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 I would recommend you protect it. It's true in, in, real, in real life. Uh, boys? No. Boys? Sit down. Okay, you have to sit down and pay attention. If you don't, I'll have to ask you to go sit back down. But I would rather you stayed up here. In fact, I'm wondering if you would help me with my next one. Would you help me? Okay, come up here. So, he gives us beauty for ashes. Come on up here. And let's see, I'll take one girl too. No, <laughs> your hand went up so quick. <laughs> you want to come up? Okay, Madeline's going to come up. Okay. Now, the second divine exchange, you've got to turn this way. No, turn and look at the people, and you turn and look at the people. Okay, now here's the deal. The second divine exchange is what we have to offer, or what we're living in, is mourning. That means we're very unhappy. Can you give me an unhappy face? Can you give me an unhappy face? What would it look like if we weren't happy? Yeah, there you go. Come on, work it, work it. <laughs> Hard to be an unhappy around here, isn't it? And remember, we even said... Just to help let the world know that you're unhappy. Oh we we'll put ashes on. Oh, you know what? And, and Jesus said, don't do that. In fact, Jesus said, when you're fasting, don't go around and let the whole world know you're fasting. But you do something. You know what you do? You put oil on your face. How many, who, kids, how many of you kids know what countenance is? That's a big word. You may not know. Who knows what it is? You all know what it is, but you maybe don't know what it means. Watch this. I'll show you countenance. Okay? You ready? I'm going to change my countenance. Okay, you ready? Yes. Well, what it means is what our face is looking like and our body language. Can you show me what being sad would look like with body language? Yeah, droopy shoulders, head down, yeah. Oh, you poor girl. Came all the way from Florida for this. Oh, man. Oh, man. 
Can you show me a sad face? Yeah, we're mourning. Yeah. Countenance is the look, is our appearance, what we are carrying, what we look like. I've seen people's countenances go from dark to light uh, in a moment with an encounter with Jesus. And we need to understand that in the Old Testament, what they would do, and this is what Jesus said, he said, if you're fasting, which means you've been going without eating for seven days, how do you think you'd feel? Hungry, hangry, yeah, <laughs> hangry. Anybody else get hangry, get really kind of crabby when you're hungry? Yeah, raise your hand for your mother there, Emery. <laughs> okay, and this is what Jesus said, when you've been fasting, don't go around and looking sad and mopey. He said, wash your face and put oil on. Ooh, it's not that. Ooh, ooh, that smells good. Ooh, there. And this is what he does. He gives us the oil of joy for mourning. So now you can be happy. You can be happy. No, no, really. You can go for it, dude. Can you, can you smile at the people? <laughs> hey, you could do it. Okay, you guys can go sit down. Thank you. So the second thing he gives us is, yeah, you can go sit down. Thank you. What's your first name? Beast. Beast? Yeah. Oh. B-R-E-E-Z-E. Oh, B-R-E-E-Z-E. All right, Breeze. Thank you, Breeze. So... Not only does he give us um, beauty for ashes, and he gives us the oil of joy for mourning. And I want you to know that there's a progression here. In fact, I kind of believe, and I won't put my theological degree on it, but I believe it talks about spirit, soul, and body. We can mourn in our soul. And it's important in the same way that it's important. How many of you know that we need to? Does anyone of you kids know what the word Stuart means? Yes. Stuart Little? No, I know him though. Isn't he cool? No, in the Bible, Stuart means to take care of. Just what I told her to do. Are you stewarding those flowers? Are you taking it's it's they're yours. It's from God to you. It's his beauty for your you want the ashes back? No. Stand up. I want people to see this. By the way, this matches your outfit. Isn't that beautiful? Who's Brian? You got your camera. Oh, you have. Okay. Isn't that sweet? That, that is the gospel. That is beauty for ashes. That is the oil of joy for mourning. But how many of you know that we're, spirit, we're not only spirit and soul, but we're body? I need a boy to help me. Um, oh, this is tough. 
just got to think about where I'm going, then I know who to pick. Yeah, you want to help me? Come on up. Yeah. Oh, I got to get my bag of tricks. No, he's not alone. Cool shirt, by the way. So in the divine exchange, what we bring to the table, can you put this on? Heavy, huh? No. Spirit of heaviness. In fact, I believe this can be a progression. And if, if we don't process things rightly, we can come up with a spirit of heaviness that just weighs on us. And um, how, many, how many of you kids wake up sometimes, but sometimes you wake up in the morning and you're just not in a very good mood? Anybody? Yeah, I do. I do. I think we all do. Some of us just don't like to admit it. But we all, and, and, but it's more than that. It's when you wake up every morning with a spirit of heaviness. And there's just a heaviness. And you can't shake it. And you try to do your favorite thing. Or even a cup of coffee doesn't help. And, and it is a spirit. And it can be a heaviness that settles upon us. Especially if we don't process the ashes that we have or, and the mourning. And, and please hear me. Mourning is important. We need to go through the process and we do grieve and we do all of that. But we do need to do it rightly. And we do need to mourn as those, as the Apostle Paul put it, we sorrow as those who have hope. There's a sorrow that is of the world that can never be quenched or satisfied. And there's a sorrow that is godly. And it's necessary that we walk in it, but we walk out of it. It's important because it's part of the resurrection life. It's the divine exchange. So, and you can even be walking around and people can say to you, how are you? You are, huh? How many of you have ever seen people or been there yourself and someone says, how you doing? And, and our standard answer is good. Good answer. But we may not be. And sometimes it's stuff going on on the inside like we've already talked about. But sometimes there's just a heaviness that's just upon us and it just wears us down. And God has an answer for it. Dun, 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 dun. What could it be? Whoa. Here's what the... You remember, and you adults remember, a few weeks ago, Renee preached out of Ephesians, I believe, chapter 4, where it talks about putting off the old man and putting on the new. Now, kids, do you think that the, this, this, he says, I will give you the garment of praise. Do you think that there is a coat that we can go buy at the store that's called praise? No. No. So what's he talking about? Yes. 
It's a spirit. This is a spirit as well. This is the spirit of heaviness. And there is a spirit of the garment of praise. And in the same way that we need to take off the old man and put on the new, in the same way that we need to steward the beauty that we're given, in the same way, how's that oil doing? It's working, isn't it? Stand up and look at the people. Is it working? Yeah. Show them your teeth, your beautiful teeth. <laughs> yeah. In the same way, on a, and, and the, the garment of, uh, or the spirit of heaviness has to do more with what's going on with our body, but also internally. And the answer is to put on the garment of praise. So let's take one arm out, okay, and put this on. There. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How you doing? Are you? So then it would be like this. So, how you doing? Good. Liar. In the same way, she had to give up the ashes to receive the beauty. In the same way that you need to let go of the mourning to, to receive the oil of joy... What do, you think, what do you think you should do? You're going to wear them both? Do you know that some people, if we're not careful, we can go through life like that? In fact, if you read some of the Psalms, I think David walked like this every once in a while in the process of getting totally free because he would talk about, woe is me, but then he would end with, oh, but God, you're so faithful. What do you think you should do? Yeah, get rid of it. Let it go. Yeah, come on. Now put this on. Whoop. Yeah, you got to work at it. Yep. There. Cool. What are you going to do with that? I would. Do it. Do what you were thinking. Yeah. You planning on wearing that again? Okay, here's the deal then you better keep, I would advise you to keep wearing this. Because if you don't keep wearing this to some uh, consistency in your life, you might end up wearing that again. Just saying. The garment of praise. By the way, I want to say this. I believe there's a difference between worship and prayer. Or, I'm sorry, worship and praise. I believe there's a big difference between worship and praise. And sometimes we try to take off the garment or the spirit of heaviness with worship. And what is really needed is praise. In fact, worship can uh, take us to a place in our soul of uh, tears that are because of the garment of heaviness more than they are the goodness of God. Here's the difference, I believe, between worship and praise. Worship declares uh, my love affair with God, but praise declares his awesomeness of who he is and who he's been in my life, and it declares his love affair for me. And to get rid of the spirit of heaviness, I have found the bet, in fact, Madeline stayed with us in Florida, and she, she, 
we were getting ready to go to church on a Sunday morning. You, I think you remember this. But anyway, uh, I was just going about my morning getting ready for church. She had stayed overnight with us, and she said, you're weird. So we stopped. Do you remember this? And I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, you're singing songs all the time. And, and I, it, I, was, I was having a good day, okay? And... Um, Remember that? And it's kind of foreign. But the reality is that, the, that praise wells up from within us, and it is more about the faithfulness of God. That's why we, saw, we would see David start out writing the psalm with the garment of uh, spirit of heaviness and the garment of heaviness, and he'd be writing about how horrible it is and how the enemy's doing this and how the enemy's doing that. But then he would end, somehow in the midst of it all, he would come to the place where he puts on the garment of praise, and that is diminished by the reality, but oh God, you have been faithful in my life. So I want to encourage us this morning to be watching Thank you. You can wear that if you want to for a while. Thank you very much. Can we give all the, him a hand and then can we give all the kids a hand? Okay, kids, you can go back to your seats. Thank you. You want those? You can have them, as long as it's okay with your mom and there's no allergies in the house of <laughs> lilacs. Okay. That divine exchange uh, that we're talking about comes about because of the broken body and the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to this week's message. To learn more about us, please visit livingwatersmn.org.